0: Welcome to season three of the Every PCOS Body podcast. Please remember the things talked about in this podcast, although they can be of a medical tone, I am not a medical professional. So, if you have questions about what you hear on this show, you need to discuss with your medical professional team. I am an advocate for PCOS and hoping to spread knowledge that I learn with my advocacy to all of you with my podcast and to bring up topics that other patients look to hear about. This does not mean that I am the end-all be-all for PCOS by any means. I am just one non-medical professional person expressing my opinion. Please seek professional expertise with any questions you have on anything you hear on this show. Thank you for joining us and enjoy season three. Welcome to the Every PCOS Body Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer. And today we have with us Lisa James, LCSW, which is a licensed clinical social worker. Welcome, Lisa. How are you today?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me.
0: So excited to have you on the show today. Um, I would love to have you do a little intro here and let us know about yourself. Well, um,
1: I have been in private practice um, by myself since 2008. I was in a group practice before that just for a little while, Um, and I was a social worker, well, I'm a social worker by nature, by trade, um, at a hospital uh, before that for about seven, eight years, and I work with mostly individuals, some with couples, um, and I've worked with people from the age of four to 101. So, (laughs) Uh, run the gamut, but I mostly work with adults and teenagers now um, with just about, you know, from trauma to um, mood disorders like depression, anxiety, infertility, um, health issues, um, um, anxiety, you know, just OCD, those kinds of things uh, is pretty much bipolar disorder as well,
0: um, so... That's fantastic. Thank you for what you do in the community and helping people. That is something that is amazing and overlooked and and I appreciate what you do for for people. So thank you for that. Um, So working with your patients with PCOS, um, some of the common issues that come up I would imagine are self-esteem, self-confidence, and body image. I would love to hear your take on the best ways to combat these issues in the PCOS body. So, where we deal with PCOS here, um, that's what our podcast is about. These issues, um, you know, these mental health issues, self-esteem, self-confidence, and body image are probably the top three things that come up with PCOS. So, in your patients with PCOS, how do you help them overcome these things?
1: Well, first of all, I meant, I forgot to tell you that I also have PCOS. Yeah. I wasn't diagnosed until I was 23, I believe. Um, and both of my children are in in vitro babies. Um, and so I've been through the whole gamut of infertility. Um, a lot of times, um, the women that come to me are having infertility issues, um, or depression initially, um, and because PCOS is so complex it affects so many areas of our life so obviously it's going to affect who we are as a person Absolutely. I don't know how many of you know but having a diagnosis of PCOS puts us at three times greater risk for having depression and anxiety so we're kind of starting behind the eight ball there Um, that's just the chemicals in your brain that you're fighting so then you know you have the hairy butt and the hairy face and you know the the weight gain or if you don't have weight gain you know you're having um trouble gaining weight um and sometimes you'll see eating disorders come along with that um so it's not just the depression anxiety as well but so what ends up happening is we take hits you know a lot of times women are diagnosed at a time in their life where self-esteem is being developed and you get caught up in that. And so a lot of times what happens is we get, we have a tendency to blame ourselves, blame our bodies, and we get angry at our bodies. There's a lot of that that happens. And a lot of people don't realize We've kind of been taught that if you're a good person, you you know, if you do good things, you're a good person. If you're a bad, if you do bad things, you're a bad person, right? Well, right. it's not black and white. Well, yeah. <laughs> so when you have all of these negative things happening to you in your life because of PCOS, you know, the mood swings, um the weight gain the um, um just your body going crazy all the time you, you going to this doctor going to that doctor um related really, it starts to affect every area of your life and so that little voice in your head i like to i like to call mine Eva lisa <laughs> <I> nicknamed her <laughs> um, Actually, my husband nicknamed her because she came out when we started the infertility process. Oh, Yeah, I, I can relate to that.
0: I've been through infertility process oh, yes. myself.
1: Yeah, um, Poor guy didn't know whether to scratch his watch or wind his butt. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you really start to get down on yourself and why can't, you know, what is wrong with me? What is, you know, why can't I just be normal? Um, why can't it just be easy? You know, if, if I could just, you know, and fill in the blank, then I would be okay. And when we tie ourselves to what we can do or can't do, that affects how we feel about ourselves. Okay. So like in the example, um, you know, you kill someone you must obviously be a bad person right well not necessarily what if it was an accident okay so what happens is you've got this evil person in your head telling you all these negative things and you've got society coming in on you and It's almost, and that's regardless of any kind of situational stuff that you've experienced, whether you've had abuse in your past, whether you've had um, toxic relationships, um, partners, parents, friends, if you've been bullied or teased, um, which is common, um, you hear their voices in addition to your own. And so... When you feel like you've done something bad, so to speak, or your body is not doing, your body's being bad, so to speak, by not acting like you want it to, it to. Um, I know that sounds really strange, but
0: you lose, you feel like you lose control. Right. No, that doesn't sound strange. I think anyone with PCOS feels this that way that, you know, my body's not, and, and I literally say my body's not bodying. Yes, you know it's it's not doing what it's supposed to do. You know it's mm-hmm. it with PCOS, you're you're you have to do a lot to maintain a normalcy so your body does the appropriate things. So yeah, anyone with PCOS understands that statement pretty well. <laughs> yeah, um, and so I encourage you know because there's
1: in the beginning especially we have a grieving process that we go through, whether we realize it or not. You know, you're told, Hey, you have PCOS and that can take years to get a diagnosis
0: right. for one.
1: And then you're told that your whole life is going to be different than what you had planned out as a young person. Right. And, you know, whether that involves kids or doesn't, whether that. Um, you know, now you've got health issues you have to think about, you know, now and in the future, um, it it's, it's really easy to get caught up in the anger and the depression part of that grieving. And it's not a straight line either. Um, when it comes to grief, as most of you know, um, and it's not just at diagnosis either. It happens as things come up throughout your life, Um, whether it's children, whether it's um, being able to do the job you want to do and you can't because physically you can't um, or emotionally you can't. And so then you tend to take on your diagnosis as who you are. And I would encourage women to not be your diagnosis. You know, you're not PCOS. You're not depression. You're not anxiety. You have those things, but it doesn't mean that's who you are. You're Jennifer, you're Lisa, yeah. you're Jody, you know.
0: As a as an advocate that that statement is really powerful because as an advocate it's really hard to not get caught up in um in in that mindset because for me not only just having the depression the anxiety the PCOS um I'm surrounded by it all day long because I am an advocate for it so I purposefully surround myself in it I stay up on the news I um, send out information to my followers about it I make sure that the app is up to date you know I am doing podcasts Um, you know I'm surrounded by it all day long so I'm bombarded by it Um, so separating it from myself is really hard for me Mm -hmm. so that's something that I have to be really mindful of a lot of the times, like, okay, got to take a step back now. This is, I'm at that point where I'm, the lines are too blurred for me. I need to take a step back. And that's what I've been doing. Um, by the time that this we're recording this in December for for my listeners, this is being recorded in December, but it's not going to be aired until January. So, um, you know, what I'm doing right now is taking a break from the podcast because I needed to take that mental break to Mm -hmm. say, Hey, I need the, the line is blurred and, and I need to realize that I, I am Jenny. I'm not PCOS. I'm, it becomes overwhelming sometimes.
1: Absolutely. I have the same thing with my therapist hat. Um, and you know, I, 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 myself, yes, as a therapist, I go to a therapist. I think everybody should have a therapist. <laughs> um, and because we're human, we have stuff that we're dealing with too. And I remember one of my therapists um, early on said, you've got to take off your therapist hat when you get home, you gotta, you gotta be Lisa, you know?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and put on either mom or you know whatever role it is, but also remember to put your Lisa hat on too. Yeah, I think there's a a push in the mental health community, especially um, to not label people as their diagnosis. Um, you're hearing more and more of it, um, at least on my end of it, to yeah. not say, oh, the bipolar. You know, she's got or she's bipolar. Or she's um, borderline personality disorder, um, or he's got, or he's, schiz- he's schizophrenic. No, that's Joe or Randy or Sally. That's not bipolar or schizophrenic, you know. So um, I think we're getting better in that area, but we do need to remember that just because we have PCOS, it's, and it is envelop, it does envelop you at times. There's times where it's harder to separate, but it's really, really important to do that. I mean, you can't take your brain out of your head like you'd want to sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, I can't tell you how many times I've said, can I just take my brain out for a little while um, or take my ovaries out for a while and put them back in so I feel better. Um, but um, it's it's really important to keep
0: that at the forefront of your brain um, so you don't get caught up in it. So I have um, the same question for the three areas, the self-esteem, self-confidence, and body image. I have the same questions for you. Um, mm-hmm. What is the biggest reason that the this is an issue for PCOS patients and what is the best way to combat it? And I have that those two questions for each of those things. So let's start with self-esteem. What is the biggest reason that this is an issue for PCOS patients, and what is the best way to combat it? So we've kind of talked about reasons that these are issues for PCOS patients already. Mm -hmm. Um, We can touch on that a little bit more, Mm -hmm. Um, but really what is the best way to combat it um, is more what I wanted to talk about, um, because I know that a lot of our listeners do have these issues with self-esteem, self-confidence, and body image, and they don't know, maybe they're not seeing a therapist, and, and mm-hmm. they should, I agree with that, I have a therapist that I talk to, um, I think everyone should be seeing a therapist as well, I think, you know, that it's highly underrated, mm-hmm. um, it's it's becoming better in our society, but it's still underrated, Um uh, it- for there's sure, still, there's still a
1: stigma. For sure,
0: there is. There absolutely is, and and it's unfortunate because it's so helpful. It's su- such a helpful thing when, it, especially when you have so much going on. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and PCOS causes a lot of that. So yes, um, absolutely, it, it's definitely been helpful with a lot of the stuff that I've gone through with PCOS. Um, but I digressed. Um, <laughs> So, other than just therapy or, you know, if, you know, maybe they can't afford it or maybe that's not something that is available to them, what are other ways that they could combat um, the self-esteem issues?
1: Well, I come from um, a background of cognitive behavioral therapy, which basically means the way we think affects the way we feel, which affects the way we act. So, but sometimes our thoughts kind of get distorted because of things we've been through And so, and that's that, that little evil person in our head that, and we call it negative self-talk and we really paying attention to how you're thinking because you can really beat yourself up or you can build yourself up either one. And so it's first becoming aware of how you're talking to yourself and then working on being gentle with yourself and showing some self-compassion and there's several ways to do that um, you know I always tell people you know ask them well what would you say to a friend um, who's going through your same situation and they're usually and then I'll ask them well what are you saying to yourself and it's usually so much nicer when they're saying it to their friend of course um, or I say well okay then Say it like you were talking to your 10-year-old self, not to talk baby to yourself, but obviously, but to be kind and compassionate towards yourself. Um, You've got a lot you're dealing with. And so don't add to the pressure. Don't add to the stress of dealing with all of this stuff by really just sometimes some people get really abusive with themselves yeah. and I think that's one of the big things that that they can do um, and there's um, gosh there's so many self-help books out there but um, there's um, there's one by it's called the self-esteem workbook um, I got it off of Amazon for like 20 bucks or less it's by Glenn Chiraldi Um, he's, he kind of talks about that concept I was talking about earlier about separating who we are from our behaviors, what we do or don't do. Um, because that gets you caught up in thinking that if I'm, that I'm not good enough, that, um, because I did something or didn't do something right, then I'm not a good person. And um, because I can't have a child, I'm a failure. Yeah. No, that doesn't make you
0: a failure at all. Absolutely not, you know. So that's a book that you would recommend mm-hmm. people that's with fun. PCOS to. Send me, um, if you could, send me the, the name of the book and the author, and I'll put that, um, that information will be um, listed for our listeners that will be listed um, in the podcast information. Um, So you'll be able to um, get that book.
1: And there's another one. It's called Self Love Workbook for Women. It's release self doubt, build self compassion, embrace who you are by Megan Logan. And it is wonderful. It has all kinds of Uh, really good self-compassion exercises to do and i'll send that along with it too
0: perfect yep and that'll be in the description of the podcast as well Mm -hmm. so you guys will be able to um, get that information and and get those books um, and read them Mm -hmm. so we're all about um, getting information to our listeners that that will help them for sure so thank you for that yes because um, I realize therapy isn't affordable
1: for a lot of people, or right. if you don't have insurance, or you have a deductible that's crazy high. But yeah, it's not um, in in the cards. But you can definitely and and those those books may not work for you. Find one. You know, there's ways that you can learn different ways to challenge those negative thoughts that you have about yourself and your body. Um, to turn things around. Um, And a lot of people think that, oh, you just need to be, you know, talk positive, you know, and positive psychology does work. There's no doubt about it. Um, However, you also have to be realistic with yourself. You don't want to, you know, walk around with rose colored glasses, but you also, um, sometimes we tend to look at the negative all the time and what happens with pcos it's a daily occurrence for a lot of women every time we look in the mirror you know every morning when i shave my mustache (laughs) off because i have my five o'clock shadow already today um do you think i don't go oh that's so ugly i'm so ugly that's disgusting you know no That's, that's, this is, this is me. This is, this is part of, and this is part of my process. This is, um, I was made this way and I truly, I truly, my faith is a big factor for me. Um, and I've worked, obviously I've gotten to the point of acceptance, um, with PCOS, but it's hard in those while you're getting there to go, how in the heck can you be okay with wearing a mustache?
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that comes with age, in mm-hmm. all honesty. I think um, it was a lot harder for me anyway, when I was younger. Um, I've also been married for almost 20 years now, and I'm mm-hmm. 42. Right. And, um, so it's a lot easier for me to say, you know, I know that my husband loves me, for mm-hmm. me. Whether my my five o'clock shadow is showing or not, right? Um, so I can accept, I can feel it and be disgusted, but at the same time, be like, oh wow, well, right? It is what it is, you know. Right. Like, or you look down yeah. at your belly and you go,
1: oh, <laughs> you know, or your size, you're <laughs> like, oh my gosh, okay, I don't fit in the seat, you know. And and I'm like you, I'm 46. Um, so I'm older and and I agree that age does, you get to the point where you're just like, you know what? I really don't care what you people think. Right. (laughs) Like (laughs) Um, this is life now, you know, (laughs) exactly. And I've been married for 20, almost 27 years too. So, um, but that, I think that's the other piece of it too, is getting to a place where you really don't care what other people think. about you you know Yep. yeah and that's a hard place to to get to for some for a lot of people
0: I think that goes well with the body image one and and what it takes to combat it you know Mm -hmm. this falls into the body image uh Mm -hmm. aspect one is that you know getting to the point where it's not worrying about what other people think it's It's accepting you for you and realizing you are who you are and, and, you know, it, it is hard to get to that point. Absolutely. It really is. It's, it's not like you just wake up one day and, you know, birds are chirping and, you know, squirrels are are helping you make a dress like a Disney princess, you know, (laughs) like as awesome as that would be. Oh, I know. Um, it, you know, life just doesn't work that way. You know, it it is, you know, aging gracefully and, and mm-hmm. realizing that, you know, you are who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do what you can, can, you can do what you can do to make yourself feel better about yourself, like shaving your mustache, if you know, or letting it grow. Mm-hmm. You know, we have followers that you know, let their hair grow and they're absolutely beautiful for it.
1: Absolutely. Gorgeous. Yeah.
0: So, you know, it's being comfortable in your own skin. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. um, for those that aren't comfortable in their own skin, it's hard. It's, and I feel for you because I remember being, I remember, I remember. (laughs) I, it's the best I can say is I remember those days. I remember, um what what other suggestions do you have for in the body image uh realm that um when you're not feeling yourself what can they do to to get to that be- better mindset
1: mm-hmm.
0: um you know i think
1: there's this idea out there you have to love your body you have to be, you know, you have to love yourself. Well, sometimes people think, well, that's kind of conceited or um, I, there's no way I could, I, they can't even fathom getting to that point. So I talk to people about saying, okay, let's start off with, I want to like my body. I want to be okay with having a five o'clock shadow. You know I want to be okay with having a belly or a butt or you know or being too skinny you know being on the other end of the spectrum absolutely yeah and um and so starting with that I think is huge because it stops getting the negative ideas out of you know you want to put more positive in than your than your um, um then you are negative. And so right. starting just with, I want to, you know, that's, that's great. Right place, you know? Um, and it's, I've kind of come to the conclusion that it's, that it's being at peace with where you're at. Like you said, comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And, um, it doesn't have to be the googly-eyed feeling like you get when you see, you know, somebody that's cute. Um, you don't have to have that same feeling. I mean, I I would hope some, you know, that that you would get to that point where you'd be like, yes, I am a stud. You know, I look awesome. I I want women to feel that way. It's so empowering. But baby steps. Don't yeah. expect yourself to walk out and you know feel like posing like they do in. Um, the
0: bodybuilding championships, like a friend of mine does. (laughs) I think that bleeds into the self-confidence as well. So, you know, they all, they all bleed into each other, the self-esteem, self-confidence and body image, but Mm -hmm. what you're saying totally bleeds into self-confidence and Mm -hmm. um, not, not only just um, being able to see yourself and appreciate your own body, but the self-confidence to the next step would be the self-confidence to be able to strut yourself.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think part of that is recognizing what you have done. You know, what what steps you've already taken. Um you know (laughs) I remember one time when I they put me on a medicine and I gained like 80 pounds. It was horrific. Oh, no. And um I lost seventy of it. And when I went into the doctor, they said, Oh, the doctor wants you to lose more weight. I'm like, are you kidding me? I just lost 70 pounds. And she lost her mind. I got so mad. But I you know, if I hadn't owned that along the way, and that was every little success along that journey. You know, it's not just a weight loss journey. You know, it's whatever the journey that you're on. Right. Acknowledge the steps that you've taken to get there. You know, look at the other tough things that you've done in your life. You know, PCOS, you are a warrior if you have PCOS. There's no doubt about it. You are going to face challenges. And there's women with PCOS, I think, are some of the strongest women in the world. The ones I've met, it's it's just amazing. And if you don't count each and every one of those little successes or big successes, you're not going to realize what a warrior you are. You know, you're not going to be able to stand strong and feel confident in yourself if you don't stop and look at it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I have people do is write three things each day that they're happy about or they're proud of.
0: That's and a great you know, exercise.
1: Yes, um, and especially if you're looking in the mirror, and that kind of goes back to the body image piece of it too. But yeah, um, you can turn it into anything that you want with that. But <laughs> after two to three weeks it actually changes your brain chemistry when you are constantly putting that in your mind and it becomes a habit. And that's what you need. You need it to be part of your daily routine and not just, Oh, I'm going to work on this for a couple of weeks. Oh, I fell off the wagon again. You know, like everybody's getting ready to do here in a couple of weeks when they start their new year's resolutions. (laughs) By week two or three, everybody kind of falls off. Well, that's human behavior. We, that's normal. Um, it's hard to redo our behaviors. And that's what a lot of these are, whether it's your self-esteem, your confidence, or your body image. A lot of the thoughts that we have or behaviors that we have associated with those three things, and they come down to choices, believe it or not. And a lot of people don't think that because they think, oh, I just feel the way I feel. Well, there's a split second in there where you choose to believe that just because you've believed it for 20 years, doesn't mean you have to continue to believe it. You can start changing how you believe about yourself, you know? Yeah. If you've been told all your life that you're fat. Oh, I hate that word. Um, Or you're stupid or you're um, a failure. Guess what? Today, right now, you get to choose whether you continue to believe it. That's pretty powerful. And, you know, I remember one time when when I had the aha moment that, you know what? I'm not that bad of a person. I I, I can clearly remember it. I was driving down the road on the way home. um, And I went, what is so wrong with me? Why can't I just believe that I'm an okay person? And I went, it's me. I'm getting in my own way. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't have to believe all this crap that I've been telling myself all these years, you know, that's it, awesome. it's really empowering to realize that, Hey, I can, I can change this. I don't have to stay stuck. I don't have to be here for the rest of my life. I don't have to feel like crap. Yes. We're going to have our ups and our downs and allow yourself that allow yourself to be human and to fall down and that's okay. But it's in the getting up and taking that step forward is where you stand strong. So
0: That's beautiful. (laughs) That really is. It's um, profound and beautiful and something that I hope our listeners really listen to. Thank you. Yeah. I hope they do too. Thank you. they need, we all need
1: to know that. And and I think the other piece of it too is kind of like you were talking about, you know, i you know, your husband will love you no matter what, just like mine, we have to have our tribe. We all, we were not meant to be alone. You need to have a support system of women or men that surround you and, and love you and lift you up, not people that pull you
0: down. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because
1: it's that garbage in, garbage out kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when you start to step away from those people that are unhealthy for you, you start to see yourself in a different light. And it's easier to believe those things that you're now trying to tell yourself. Yeah. So... Cause you don't have somebody else. Well, what, what do you think? You're too good for us now.
0: Okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. You don't need that toxicity on top of your own. Absolutely in, not. In your head. No, definitely not. So, so that's the other
1: thing is, is surrounding yourself with beautiful people and, um, Support system because when you feel alone, you sure don't have the emotional energy to fight the depression or the anxiety, or you know, yet one more negative pregnancy test, or one more um, A1C that went up instead of down, despite you know, or the scale going up despite um, putting in. 2 hours a day at the gym for 6 days a week.
0: Right. Exactly. So um
1: and I think the other thing too is listening to yourself we have a tendency, you know, we, we get the doctors, especially saying, no, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can <laughs> distinctly remember I went to the endocrinologist um, and he's like, nope, you don't have this. Nope. You don't have that. And I so felt like he was saying it's all in your head. And if he, he, he probably would have, if he could have is, is <laughs> the way I felt. And and I went, yeah, it is in my head. It's, <laughs> it's what's causing the PCOS that's causing this, this problem. And that's when I found the app. And I looked down the list of symptoms and I went, oh, oh, my gosh, it's my PCOS all along. Here I thought there was something majorly wrong with me. It's just my PCOS. And obviously, it's, gotten, it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I can say it's just my PCOS. But... It's believing in yourself that, no, there is something wrong with me. You know, there's this, there's something not right. Listen to your body, listen to yourself. You know, I know I am not doing well today. I need somebody to help me. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, you know, I'm starting to have some self-harm thoughts or I'm starting to feel suicidal. You know, I have people that get to that point In fact, just today I had a client that, not a PCOS client, but, um, that dealt with that. Um, and so you have to have someone so that you're not walking alone in this. And yeah,
0: absolutely. That's, that's why I built the app. That's why, um, I made every PCOS body. That's why I advocate, um, The way that I do, although I was diagnosed at such an early age, um, even though I went through and saw as many doctors as I did that confirmed PCOS and knew that I had PCOS, not one of them told me about PCOS. I learned about PCOS on my own in my 30s, even though I was diagnosed at 17. Mm -hmm. You know, I went 20, almost 20 years. Without knowing anything about PCOS, ended up having diabetes, and ended up getting cancer mm-hmm. because no one told me about PCOS. And you know, when I was first diagnosed, there wasn't Google. Google wasn't a thing. <laughs> like yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm old, y'all. <laughs> hey, I'm older than you. <laughs> so um, yeah, I
1: was. I mean, I hadn't even, I was 17 and hadn't even had my period. And that was, yeah,
0: I was 17 too.
1: I was in, that was in 1991 and they automatically put me on the pill and I was on it for five years. And so my husband and I, when we decided to try and get pregnant, that's when they figured out something was wrong and that's when I got diagnosed. And so like, like you, I learned so much by trial and error. And I felt so alone. And, and and I know you've talked about this on other um, episodes that there's just so much information out there and you don't know who to turn, which doctor to turn to, which website to believe, what information study to, you know, and so that's, I think that's the other piece that gets people down when, especially with the confidence is I'm never going to figure this out you know, I'm never yeah. going to know what to do about this. And I mean, when I made that discovery was just not long after, I think it was just a few months ago when I saw um your, the app that I put some of those things together. So here yeah. here I am, you know, 30 years later, learning. I'm still new learning. Stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm still learning too. I still learn every day. I, yeah, the app's only been out for a year. So anything mm-hmm. that Yeah, Um, I still learn every day with it, and um, you know, my goal is for people to learn more and for people not to feel alone and Mm -hmm. to realize, you know, how expansive PCOS is, because it's mind blowing. It is mind blowing. Yes, the things that PCOS is related to within the body, and Mm -hmm. um, it it all. It's all connected. Well, and it's like I've, you know, kind of in my own journey, I know
1: I'm talking about my journey. I should be talking about no. my clients. But it's
0: no, 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 <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about you too. Um, so absolutely talk about your journey. But um,
1: I was um, talking with a colleague and, and I had she had heard a commercial about um, bioidentical hormones and she's like, you know, Lisa, I, I really think that you might need to check into this because I was irritable. I was crying. I, I, I just felt crazy. And I don't use that term lightly, but I did feel crazy. I felt like I was, I was not myself at all. And that's those kinds of things that dig in on your self-esteem too over time. When you, when you, when these episodes happen, you know, you're up and down, up and down with your hormones and so I checked into it and, um, I finally found a doctor, um, who decided to check my progesterone and never had been checked that I know. I mean, it had, but nobody had ever mentioned it. Right. Um, mine was 0.5. Jeez. <laughs> you know, he said, you're supposed to be between eight and 12. And here I wasn't, I wasn't even at one. And he said, no wonder you're a mess. No wonder you're cranky. So I encourage women to oh, get your hormones checked on a regular basis. Um, you know, I've been on, on the. Um, I don't do the pellets. I do the cream. And um, they've had to kind of change it up a little bit. Um, but unfortunately, insurance doesn't pay for that. <laughs> but it's worth every penny. Um, but and same way with your thyroid. You know, um, we're at risk for thyroid problems anyway with PCOS, but your thyroid can certainly throw off your having depression and anxiety and some of those um, other body symptoms. So, you know, always rule out something medical first um, because those are easier to deal with than, and um, at least initially. At least, you know, what's going on and you don't have that big unknown that scares the crap out of you, yeah. you know? So, um, but yeah, that, that was one of my big <laughs> eye openers is just the, the difference in hormones and, and every woman experiences those differently, but, and now that I'm going into perimenopause, um, Holy crap. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know how to describe it. But there's not much information out there on it. You try to find information on PCOS and perimenopause. I I, I have a hard time finding it.
0: And if it is No, because the focus is all on um the eighteen to thirty-five mm-hmm. that reproductive mm-hmm. age. Yep. Yeah, that that's where all the information is, is because yep. they only want to know in the reproductive ages, you know, mm-hmm. can you pop out a baby? Yep, exactly. That's what they want to know. <laughs> and,
1: and what if you don't want a baby, you know, what if, you know, I've, I have transgender clients also, right. you know, that not, I haven't had any that have PCOS, but look at the body dysmorphia issues that you have with that, that just how you are already looking at your body. Um, you know, you, you, this isn't the body I was meant to be in. And then you have all this other stuff on top of it. And so, you know, those are even less discussed topics. And um, so it's, it's very frustrating um, to not have that, out being studied at least.
0: Yeah. I I wish that there were more studies for the LGBTQA um and PCOS population uh for their community. We're definitely inclusive here in at every PCOS body. That's one of the reasons the name is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um I
1: love that. Absolutely love
0: it. It's yeah the, the name is for every PCOS body, mm-hmm. whether it's a male or female yeah. that both can have PCOS because yeah. of um, many reasons. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're all inclusive here. And yeah, you're absolutely right. There's not enough studies uh, being shown mm-hmm. um, for that community. And we try to push for it. Um, definitely working with um, the PCOS challenge—they're for all inclusivity too, mm-hmm. um, so they push for um, funding and research uh, for that community as well, which is nice. So, cool. we're we're trying to get more more re- not a, not just more research, but more research in the areas that need it, like um, mm-hmm. outside of that eighteen to thirty-five age range, mm-hmm. and um, in the LGBTQA community, things like that. So, absolutely. We're we're trying. We're doing what we can.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I'm I'm on board. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, because like my daughter now is 14, and so I've been terrified, and that she's going to have PCOS, and I don't know yet. Um, yeah. All I know is that she started her period on her own, so she's already different than me. Thank God. <laughs> but. That doesn't mean anything, right. and and my husband's like, "Are you crazy? Why are you talking about this already?" And I'm like, "So she can get ahead on it. She can get a start on it so that she's ahead of the game." Right? He's like, oh my gosh, Lisa! I'm like, no,
0: you don't understand, man.
1: <laughs> do you remember when Evil Lisa came out and was developed? Do you, do you want that with your daughter? That's all so, you have
0: to say to him, and he should just yeah. be on board. <laughs> he should be better,
1: yes, yes.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully she doesn't have it.
1: I I pray not. But you know what? They um, I, we are. It's so weird. We have a PCOS clinic for in Children's Mercy is the the Children's Hospital here in Kansas City area, mm-hmm. um, and they have a PCOS clinic, but they don't have anything for adults. Um, and I'm like, well, at least I know where to take
0: her. <laughs> Well, that for myself. Oh, huh, that's strange. Mm-hmm. But that's awesome for having it for kids. For absolutely a- yeah. adolescents. That's mm-hmm. amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I think the nearest one for me would be either um, Chicago or um, Nashville. So one in
0: Nashville, I can't remember. But um, it's ugh. so. Yeah. Um, they're few and far between mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yes. but
0: we have them, which is good, and it's you know they're they're studying and they're making strides, and mm-hmm. it's the best we can ask for right now, very much, yeah, anyway <laughs> sorry I, I mean no, off topic. no 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 <laughs> I, absolutely I it's what we need in our community for Mm -hmm. sure we need more of them Mm -hmm. we need more clinics and we need more research desperately um so but anyway i digress it was so Mm -hmm. great talking to you Um, yes thank you for having me thank you thank you for reaching out um i appreciate everything that you've had to say and it's been such a great conversation Mm -hmm. um You've heard of this thing called Avastol. I'm here telling you why you need to try it. It's the proven combination of myo and decryoinositols inositols that has been shown to give you menstrual regulation, lower androgens, help with insulin resistance, improve mood, and so much more. Buy directly from the maker at thorologics.com. That's T-H-E-R-A-L-O. Gix.com and use PRC code 260435 at checkout to save on any product, including Avastol. That's T H E R A L O G I X.com using PRC code 260435.